Welcome to Football is Family, a podcast dedicated to the fan and fan experience. My name is Jeremy McFarland, and I want to look at the positive behind what makes football so enjoyable to watch and follow. I want to know why you are a fan of your team, of a player, or an era of football. Whether the pros, college, or high school, I want to hear and share your stories and your love for the game. If you want to be part of this podcast, please message me on Twitter at Jeremy underscore McFarland or on Facebook at the Footballist Family Facebook page. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. I'd like to welcome everybody back to the Footballist Family podcast. I, I'll tell you, I'm enjoying uh, the lead up to the Super Bowl. I'm enjoying all the pundits and everybody who says that they know the outcome because of this, that, and another. And, you know, that's what they're being paid for. And if we're watching it, we're contributing to it. And there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just saying that we don't know anything. We know that Philadelphia and Kansas City are the two best teams in the NFL at this point. Uh, to me, the nod would go to Philadelphia being the better team. But again, it's not that big of a deal uh, because we don't know what's going to happen Sunday. Uh, Patrick Mahomes may go off, and there's a good chance that he will. Or Jalen Hurts might go off. Or neither one of them. <laughs> we might have a Super Bowl like we had a few years ago with the Patriots and the Rams and have a very low-scoring game and very boring game. But even at the end of that, One's the champion and one's the not one's not the champion. And it really doesn't matter the score. <clears throat> you have the ring. Uh, so I think that's just, the Super Bowl is just an interesting event. It's one of those things that you kind of look at your schedule and say, I know where I'm going to be at this time. Even people who are not Super Bowl fans are going to be watching the game. Or, you know, football fans, I should say, are, are going to be watching the game Sunday. A few years ago, Actually, it was the COVID Super Bowl. Uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, was not a football fan, but I actually was off that night from work because we didn't have Sunday night services at, at the place where I preach. So we went to my parents' house to watch the game. And she was asking questions. I think she was like six or seven at the time. And, you know, if you have a daughter or a son at that age, you know that they ask pretty much machine gun questions. And I was like, okay, you see that player? He wants to get the ball. You see the other player? He wants to take the ball from him. Just go with that. She still asks those questions today when I'm playing Madden. She said, who are you? I'm like, well, I'm the Titan. She said, are you the guy with the star on him? Yes. What are you doing? I was like, just watch the game. But during that time, uh, she finally got to settle down and she started watching. She, watched the the halftime show that the weekend put put on and she was smitten at that point she still loves the weekend i think at that point after for about a year and a half we had to listen to the weekend uh two or three times a day uh she had so many questions about the weekend and and it's like i he's not the type of music i listen to i can respect it but she wanted to know more about him. So we listened to everything that he came out with. 
Um, good stuff, though. All right. Anyway, I thought today on the third day of our Super Bowl march, march to the Super Bowl, if you're on your way to the Super Bowl or if you're thinking about what you're going to be doing Sunday night watching the Super Bowl, I thought we would look at some facts, some interesting facts about the Super Bowl that maybe we don't always think about. Uh, things that we don't always look at and things that we don't always uh, consider when we think about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl used to not be a big event. It was, of course, at the very beginning, it was a well, pretty much an afterthought. It was basically what is the NFL at the time, the NFC later, uh, we're going to crown them champion over the upstart AFL. We already know who they are. They Basically, the Super Bowl would have been the NFL championship game a week before the NFL-AFL championship game. Then much later on, it would be the NFC-AFC championship game. And for several years, in fact, pretty much during the 80s, after the, the Raiders did their thing, it was the NFC, whoever won the NFC championship game would be the Super Bowl champion. It was several, several years before the Broncos bucked that trend. But it was incredible to think about that. What we look at right now when it comes to the Super Bowl and how we view it today wasn't always the case. In fact, uh, it took several years before it became the spectacle that it is today. I was reading somewhere uh, and and I haven't double checked these figures, but I did read somewhere that there was something like fifteen billion dollars worth of uh, worth of commerce and sales and everything like that are revolving around the Super Bowl. So when you have when your city is trying to get the Super Bowl in your city, you know your home city and your stadium, you're not only getting the rights to an event, you're getting the rights to a major uh, commerce boom. You know, with here in, in Tennessee, up in Nashville, uh, we're looking at getting a new stadium in 2026. It's getting domed. Why? We want to hold, uh, we want to host a WrestleMania. No. Well, we want to do that too, but we want to host a Super Bowl because of how much money it could bring into it. Not only does it bring in money to the city, it brings in money to the, the television uh, providers. Just a 30-second ad can cost millions of dollars. Of course, it grows every year, and it goes up every year. So when you think about it, you have to put on a an ad that would draw attention to your product. And you have to do it within about 30 seconds simply because of how expensive it is. It's just an incredible amount of money that it would cost to put your ad upon the line. Just an incredible amount of money. Also, I want to think about the fact that Super Bowl tickets. I read somewhere it was around $5,000 just to get in the door. In 2021, the ticket to the event started at $5,950. That is not counting everything else that goes along with it. And that's up in the nosebleed sections. You know, some of the more expensive tickets could go into six digits easily. Easily. So most of us will be 
sitting on the couch at home eating. You know, I, there's a bathroom right next to uh, right next to the, the living room that you're eating in. I read somewhere as, as well that that is uh, there's a major concern when it comes to the water, the water usage. You said that the, the water systems in many cities are taxed during the Super Bowl. Why? Because people during half times at the same time are going to the bathroom. So water pressure can be a problem and they have to take into account for that. Not only do you take into account for water pressure, but you also have to take into account for food. How many of you are going to eat during the Super Bowl? I imagine uh, we used to host before COVID, we used to host at my house for the church, uh, which basically right next door to where where uh, I preach is where we live. Um, we used to host a Super Bowl party. We have our spread. We had pizza from Lance's. We had Doritos. We had Pepsi. Actually, we had more Coke than anything. Uh, we had, there was very little health food on there. We had Rotel. And if you have not had Rotel, uh, you're not living. Uh, we had all those things. According to the website that I'm looking at right now, it is the second highest, the Super Bowl Sunday, it's the second highest food consumption day following only Thanksgiving. Now, I, I tell you this, and, I, and, and Buffalo Wild Wings, if you're listening, you can sponsor the Sports History Network and you can sponsor uh, football's family if you want to. I eat there a lot. One came to a city right close to me, and I can go and eat at Buffalo Wild Wings. I pretty much eat there every week now. I would love to eat there on you know, Super Bowl Sunday. I can't imagine how hard it would be to get a seat, though. Just watching the game on that big of a screen of TV, I mean, just amazing. There's so many TVs at Buffalo Wild Wings. And you may have a bar that you go to that you will watch Super Bowl. To me, as soon as I'm done with my job on Sunday, I'm heading into Waverly to watch it on a bigger screen than I have at home. They said that they, that Super Bowl Sunday could have over 100 million viewers, thus the price of advertisement being so high. And, and by the way, going back to advertisement, uh, how many of you remember in the 80s and 90s, the Bud Bowl, where you had the uh, the beer bottles playing football together? Now, how many of you can remember the uh, the commercial about the horse and the dog becoming such a friend, uh, such good friends, and it brings tears to your eyes? And, and you think, well, how is that? I mean, that just hits right at your right at your heart string, you know, tugs at your heartstrings. I mean, if you remember Michael Jordan and Larry Bird playing for a Big Mac, uh, those are some iconic commercials. And, and of course, the, the uh, 1983 uh, computer commercial, which is probably the most well-known uh, commercial of all time for that lady runs into a, a 1983 dystopian commercial and throws a sledgehammer into a screen. How many of you can remember that? So for all those ad executives out there, and the last few years have been just not very good, in my opinion. I like the Doritos one with Sam Elliott where he's dancing. Uh, I would like to have moves like that. Uh, but how many of you remember those events and those commercials? It would be great to have very similar ones now. 
uh, don't put on a car commercial without having some type of explosion behind it. Don't put on a McDonald's commercial without some type of explosion behind it. Make Michael Bay your director. How about that? <laughs> that would be the way to go. Um, according to this website, 2015 Super Bowl 49 was the most watched Super Bowl of all time with 114.44 million viewers. The worst, the least watch was 2021 Super Bowl, which according to this, uh, attracted only 96.4 million viewers. Still, that's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And I found this interesting. Um, and I had to double check on this. This is not necessarily true. But the NFL has a policy that they will not pay artists to perform at halftime. Now, they will pay the expenses and everything like that, but they will not pay the artists for halftime. That's not necessarily true. What I think that means is that they will not just pay them. They have to pay, according to another website I looked at, they have to pay uh, union fees and things like that. But some of the, some of the uh, halftime shows are paid by the artists themselves uh, i said here according to this newsweek article that going back to the weekend in 2021 uh, there was a 10 million dollar budget that's a 10 million dollar budget for just a few minutes by the way he paid seven uh, seven million dollars more of his budget into it the 2020 uh jennifer lopez shakira program uh which our guys know that that's probably one of the best ever uh cost around 13 million dollars to perform uh they don't really make back what they spend into this it's very very expensive to to make back uh to to pay for one of these programs in fact uh you think well why in the world would they invest millions of dollars it said that lady gaga in 2017 when she performed her her album at the time rose 60 places shot and shot back up to number two after her performance in fact it said that her that maroon five when they performed uh, it said they were able to increase their per city average on tour from two hundred thousand dollars to 1.7 million dollars after their performance in super in the super bowl in 2019 that's incredible. So, you know, you may not get a lot of, you may not make money off of this at the Super Bowl, but your albums will sell more. You'll get more hits. You'll go to have more uh, people come to your uh, performances. Just look at Chris Rock and Will Smith. Uh, Chris Rock, what happened to him after what happened to him and, and Will Smith? Just same thing. Dr. Trey, last year's uh, Super Bowl. Uh, halftime performance was absolutely awesome. I recognized maybe half of that music. My wife knew them all, and uh, she still has moves today. Uh, she recognized every one of them. But again, the next day after that, she was wondering why she was sore. And it's like, Katie, you're not as young as you used to be. You don't need to be dancing like that. Uh, I walked with a limp for about a week after that, but that's okay. She she enjoyed herself. Dr. Dre put a lot of money into that event. But guess what happened to his, his music sales following uh, following that 
in fact according to this yahoo uh website that i'm that i'm looking at that his that it not only helped increase his music sales but it also helped increase his headphone sales beats by dre so that tells you something about it it is absolutely amazing for how much how much people can make off of just halftime sales and they don't make any money off of it but they will later on uh in 2013 jim and john harbaugh played or coached i should say coached the ravens and 49ers the only time that brothers actually coached against themselves in the super bowl and you remember that was the one that the lights went out in new orleans at, at the superdome of course a lot of people uh trail Suggs being one of them said that it was uh it was roger goodell who turned the lights on to keep the game from being a runaway uh you know the ravens were just winning big time and it slowed down the ravens rush and nearly let the 49ers come back um that's a that's an interesting conspiracy theory i don't buy it uh but i do say this it was very convenient that it happened at that time i don't think it will happen at this time today According to this website that I'm looking at, the Super Bowl winners get $83,000 each. The losers get $42,000. And we already talked about uh, rings. I think the NFL supply or provides money for a ring. And then if you want to get more, your owner will pitch in. And my guess is most owners do not mind pitching in money if they win a Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, according to this, the Super Bowl halftime is around 20 to 30 minutes, uh, which is typically uh, about a double the size of a typical halftime performance, which is actually pretty, uh, pretty reasonable to think because you have a lot more that you want to show. How many of you remember with in the, uh, in the 80s where uh, they go up to the, NF the Super Bowl MVP and they say, where are you going to go next? And they say, I'm going to Disney World or I'm going to Disneyland. This is this was something that was started in Super Bowl 21. Phil Simms was the first person that they went to and said, if you win MVP, would you do this? Sure. Of course, you're going to get paid for it. And you're going to go to Disney World. Uh, John Elway, according to this website as well, John Elway was asked if he won, would he do the same thing? And of course, he said he would, but it didn't happen. It didn't have, uh, it didn't happen. Peyton Manning is a two time winner of Super Bowl, but he is the only player next to Tom Brady who's won Super Bowls with two different teams. Uh, Tom Brady won it with New England and Tampa Bay. Peyton Manning won it with the Colts and the Broncos. Uh, another interesting thing, and I mentioned this, uh, I believe yesterday, and then the in the Super Bowl, uh, you know, uh, some of the Super Bowl uh, players who did some great things, and I mentioned it Monday as well. The reason why it says on the rings World Champions, it doesn't say Super Bowl Champions, is because the Super Bowl wasn't named until Super Bowl three. Originally, it was called the NFL AFL World Championship. This came about because owner of the Chiefs and namesake of the AFC Championship trophy, Lamar Hunt, uh, said, why don't we call it Super Bowl? He was naming after the Super Bowl, one of a, a 
toy that his kids had at the time. He said, well, how awesome would it be to name Super Bowl? Very similar to when you look at the uh, college games, they have bowl games. Why don't we call ours the Super Bowl? Because it's the greatest game in the, NF- in the NFL or in professional football. So the name stuck. According to this website, there's only been four teams who have never played in the Super Bowl. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Detroit Lions, the Houston Texans, and the Cleveland Browns. Out of those four teams, if you were to take this year as indication, you would probably see Jacksonville a lot sooner to play in the Super Bowl than the other three. But man, I really like how the Detroit Lions are coming together. The New England Patriots have played in 11 Super Bowls. Uh, you know, with, with Tom Brady, he has played with uh, nine of them. He won six. And if it wasn't for Eli Manning, he probably would have won eight. The Philly Special, which I don't think Philadelphia you're going get, to get away with uh, this time. So probably don't do that. Uh, the Philly special cost him his ninth. But, of course, you know, they went up against the 85 Bears uh, in that defense, and they just got destroyed. And then they went up against Brett Favre and uh, Desmond Howard in 96 and got just decimated as well. So there you go. I think that this is something that is is amazing. I just mentioned a little bit ago that an average ticket now just to get in the door is about $5,900, probably more now thanks to inflation, gas, and egg prices. The original game just to get in the door costs $12, $12, and not all tickets were sold. The NFL was not a big deal at the time. If you ever watch the movie uh, Leatherheads, you'll see why. Uh, it was more college. College was a big deal. It became America's game really about Super Bowl three or four. The 58 championship game really changed people's perspective of NFL, the game against the Giants and Colts. But this tells you that this concept of a bigger game between the NFL and AFL wasn't that big of a deal. The AFL was not viewed as very important. It would become that way after Super Bowl three and four. But until that time, you're still seeing people say, well, I don't want to see it. I saw the the, the Packers win. They're, they're the champions. The AFL really has no chance, really has no chance. What are your plans for Sunday? What are you going to do? Are you going to be able to watch the whole game? Are you going to be able to watch uh, only up till halftime? Do you have to work? If you're working, are you going to be able to watch the game? I think this is something that you need to look at. This is this is important. This is life-changing. Uh, it's a game, but it's actually going to be a really good game. I If I were to give my prediction right now, I would predict that the – Eagles win either by blowing out the Chiefs or it's going to be coming down to a field goal. I don't think the Chiefs are going to blow out the Eagles the way that the Eagles are playing this year. Good gracious. Uh, The Titans went up against them, and you see what happens when A.J. Brown has a a mission. Jalen Hurts has a mission. 
I really think that either the Chiefs are going to get blown out or it's going to lose in the last second. But I think the Eagles are going to win ultimately. One last story. One last story. And then we'll we'll end for today. Do you remember when Joe Montana was trying to drive the the 49ers against the Bengals? They had to drive about 92, 92 yards in just a few minutes. Uh, he goes into the huddle. And he says, guys, look over there in the in the stands. And they look up. And guess who's there? John Candy, the actor John Candy, Uncle Buck, uh, planes, trains, and automobiles. One of the funniest men ever. Stripes, good, good stuff. He had no fear. He knew what he was going to do. That's why he's truly Joe Cool. In your life, I want you to have no fear. To find something you want to do in your life and just to, to run headlong knowing that you're going to do it. My son died, um, and I mentioned this, May 25th of last year. It's nearing, we're getting to the point of remembering the day. I have been looking at dedicating myself to suicide prevention and uh, mental health you know, mental health, helping people with mental health problems. Because I've told you before, I have fought depression, anxiety all my life. I want you today to be, I want you to do this today. I want you to look at something in your life that you're scared of. You have to drive to win a game. And they did. They won the game. It was an amazing drive. Joe Montana, Larry Rice, John Taylor, it's an amazing game. Amazing drive. I want you to look at your life today and say, is there something in my life that's keeping me from being truly who I am and truly happy? And I want you to stare it down, look up in the stands and say, there's John Candy. I got nothing to fear. I want you to do that. Embrace the day. Enjoy the day. Enjoy Sunday. If your team wins or loses, if your team's not playing, just enjoy it. Be around people you love. Be around people you care about. And have no fear. Talk to y'all later. Thank you. And we have a new sponsor here at the Footballers Family Podcast. It's Manscaped. Support for the Footballers Family Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code FAMILY at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and oh man is it a game changer. Inside the package you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Revival, Revival Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a Travel Bag to hold your goodies. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming, and I dare say the greatest ball trimmer ever. 
Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and it also has a 400K LED spotlight you need for a more precision shave. Because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Now you thought that was good, but wait till you take your grooming game to another level. The Performance Package 4.0 includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Hair Ear Hair Trimmer. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary safe skin technology, which help reduce nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. The crop preserver below the waist deodorant and the crop reviver below the waist toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off plus free shipping with code FAMILY. That's get 20% off and free shipping with code family at manscaped.com. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tool with Manscaped.